This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. You can find all my work at mjmunoz.com. Henshin Inspection presents Writer Tears. This is part five of my coverage of the Kamen Rider manga by none other than the classic mangaka, Shotaro Ishinomori. And I'm going to say right off the bat, I really liked this uh, this episode, this chapter, this section of the manga. This focuses on Hayao Tuchimanji because of spoilers that I didn't want to talk about too much last time when I was reviewing part four. Uh, Hayato Chimonji, not Takeshi Hongo, takes the main stage for this section of the manga. And I'll get to that in a minute because right now I want to talk about, uh, I want to kind of get out of the way uh, talking about the peak drama and the peak uh, art from this manga. So the peak drama, uh, I chose this page where, again, spoilers, uh, Ichimonji is fighting a man, I'll just put it this way, Ichimonji is fighting a man uh, up on a cliff top where this woman, uh, his childhood friend, is about to be thrown off as a uh, part of this festival of sacrificing to the sea god so that the fishing village will do well. And it turns out that this man in a mask is none other than his father. And the sequential art here is really great. He cracks the guy, they've been fighting for a little while, um, him and other guys, he cracks him on the face in the mask with a, you know, rider chop type thing. The mask splits apart, it breaks open, uh, Ichimonji's dad has a huge schnoz, his nose bursts <laughs> out of the mask, and then his father falls off of the cliff. Uh, I believe his father dies, although it's in, or lives, although it's inconclusive, and he's very apologetic and very, you know, sad and very uh, upset that his father is falling down this cliff, which is great. Um, but everything that had happened uh, leading up to this, with the interactions with his parents and with the village, all give you this great sense of foreboding. And then we have this, um, you know, very dramatic scene unfold there, and the, you know, the art behind it is pretty good too. And then, uh, you know, it's a small fishing village that Ichimonji is actually from, and we get to see that played out because almost all the shocker, no, all the shocker kaijin uh, or cyborgs featured in this section of the manga are actually, uh, you know, aquatic. They're fish people. There's a crab man. There's a, a, a shrimp man. And there are also these crazy, gigantic, they look to me gigantic, flying manta rays that have electric shocks very much amplified. And there's even shark bombs, bomb sharks later on, which is sad because uh, you get to see after they blow up, it's just like a shark corpse and, uh, you know, that's it. <laughs> which is really awful that, you know, sharks are using animals in that way. Um, but, yeah, so that was my peak drama. And then I have a little bit, I had a really, really hard time actually figuring out what the peak art uh, example was for you. And I'm, I want to get this out of the way and then blabber on for a few minutes and talk, not blabber on, but then for a few minutes just talk kind of fast and loose about the rest of what I thought of this this edition of the manga. It's probably the case that the actual best artwork in this is some of the stuff where Ichimonji is not uh, transformed into the writer yet, and he's fighting with Crabman, because uh, Crabman is rendered really wonderfully. He has a great sense of motion, great sense of foreboding, and in their fights and in their interactions with each other, uh, like I said, the sense of motion is really great. Like, the cinematography is fantastic, and you just feel like they are fighting, like they're going back and forth, like it's this dance of death that they're engaged in. But my favorite artwork, actually, is these cutaways that we see, because for whatever reason, in this section of the manga, Ishinomori decides to bless us with these uh, cutaways of the writer and the writer's suit, and uh, we get all these interesting details on it. So there's this great one of the mask, which is really beautifully rendered, I think. It's like a close-up shot of his face, and it's a cutaway. And then there's a whole body shot, which actually, now I think of it, the Shin Kamen Rider poster with... Um, Hongo standing in front of the cyclone, 
uh, and then it says stuff around him. It's like a grayish background. That's exactly what it's pulled from this section of the manga, except there's not the cutaways showing the details of his suit and his powers and stuff, and how the second skin of it powers him up, and like how apparently he can live for, he can breathe for two hours in space or in vacuum with the, uh, the, um, the, I don't know, the stuff, the air stored in the lung or whatever, like, it's just super cool, and it's got all these great, all this great information, all these great tidbits in there, and, like, it looks cool, and it, it, I mean, it's a, it's a full body shot, and it's not rendered as nicely as it could be, um, we see nicer versions elsewhere, but, like, it's pretty good, it does the job, I would give it, like, a, as far as the rendering itself, I'd give it, like, a, you know, 85%, but all this cool stuff it shows within it is, you know, awesome, versus, like, the close-up headshot, where we get the cutaway to the eye, I'd give that like a you know 99% as far as the quality of the art. So that was really cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I want to go ahead and talk about the actual story as a whole because that is what I care about here. Even if the visuals, you know, are awesome and do blow me away, this is a visual medium. So I figure I got to talk about that for a good chunk of the time. But for the rest of the time, I want to talk about the actual story that we got to see unfold in this section of the manga, and I'll also get into spoilers about what happened with Takeshi Hongo and how he. Well, and, yeah, what happened with him. <laughs> Alright, so, before I continue, I want to make sure I talk about Ichimonji, then Hongo, then some cool new stuff from the writer system that I didn't know about until this uh, this issue. And it's weird, I read this years ago, you know, however many years ago when it originally came out, I bought it on Comixology and I read the whole thing, and I really liked it, and then I don't remember a lot of the stuff that happens in this one, <clears throat> and I peeked at the next uh, section, I don't remember a lot of that. So anyway, it's really interesting that Ichimonji goes to his hometown, his fishing village. Uh, I find it also interesting that Ichinomori is from a, a smishing village. I fishing village. I can't remember what it's called right now, but anyway, he is, and that's kind of a cool thing. Uh, but anyway, so Ichimonji goes back home. It's like a ghost town. There's a very interesting, like, oppressive, like, sad, empty, hollow atmosphere there. And then it turns out, like, you know, shocker, you know, trigger warning or whatever. Shocker kills a dog! Like, a dog gets decapitated by a crab man, I believe. And, like, just all these people are living in terror, and his childhood friend, who I think he maybe been in love with as a kid or whatever, and his mom and dad, like, they hate him, and they're rejecting him, and they're telling him to go away, and it turns out that it's all part of this, um, they're using the town, the fishing village of, Ichimo of Ichimonji, which I believe they're doing that on purpose to spite him, uh, as a uh, sample of a mind control thing, project, uh, that Shocker has in mind because they want to subjugate all of humanity and turn them into cattle, right? That's the idea. <clears throat> So, they utilize his town, and there's, like, I don't know, there's this really interesting thing that's going on with him where, <clears throat> like, he knows the town, and he knows the people, but they're totally alien to him, and they're they're no longer who they used to be because of Shocker, and it kind of parallels him because he's no longer who he used to be because of Shocker, and, uh, you know, his interactions with Takeshi Hongo have turned him into a different person. Now he is the common writer, and they have a mission. He has a, a purpose to his life and, like, he kind of has to let go. Like, he can't go back home based on what's happened to him. And, like, Hongo's family is dead. Uh, Tobe Tachiban is the only family he has left. And we get to see that and we get to see the, you know, some of the staff that are working for him and stuff like that. And they, you know, seem to care about their boss or whatever, but it's not the same. And then Ichimoji has his opportunity to go home. It looks like he kills his dad, but we don't know. It's inconclusive. And, uh, for sure, like, his mom and his dad hate him because of what Shocker's done and because of how they're controlling him. And so does his childhood friend. And she tries to come. She pulls out a, whatever little dagger. What is it? Anyway, I don't know what the Japanese name is. Okay. It's a short sword dagger type thing. Tonto, maybe? Anyway. Uh, to try to kill him after they were trying to kill her, throwing her off the cliff to appease the sea god because she wouldn't listen to them. Um, and she was like, 
not being fully mind controlled, and it's just really interesting all that personal dynamic, and uh, you know, it, it adds an element of tragedy to Ichimonji. We don't know much about him, but then seeing all this stuff, it really you know makes things kind of interesting and crazy for him. Hongo, on the other hand, uh, is a brain in a jar now, and he's communicating with uh, Ichimonji, and he can feel what Ichimonji feels. He can see what he sees, and he has the sense of everything it is. He's like, it's like they're the two-in-one commentator, the original two-in-one commentator, believe it or not. Uh, which is super interesting, but, uh, you know, similar to the dynamic with, like, Shoto and Philip from Kamen Rider Double, if you don't know, that's who I'm referring to when I say the two-in-one Kamen Rider, uh, Hongo has a better head on his shoulders, even though, ironically, he's a brain in a jar now, and he cautions Ichimonji to not think he's invincible, to think that, uh, to, to slow down and be careful, because he needs to protect his life and make sure that he survives so that they can continue the fight against Shocker, and Ichimonji's kind of reckless, and uh, there's this thing Ichimonji keeps saying, like, oh, it's easy for you to say, I'm the one who actually has to do this, you're just, you know, communicating with me, you're, you're connected with me um, in this different way, and, you know, you're not the one at risk here, you're already, you know, risked, or whatever, like, you, your part of the story of, of being the one in danger is done, and now I'm the one bearing the brunt of that, and it's super interesting, because it just, it can I don't know, it was funny, I was reading it out loud to my kids, and I, they give, uh, like, almost the God Shocker, they call him, like, the way his text is where it's like very square bubbles and very square different kind of bold uh, text uh, as opposed to like the more handwritten looking type text um, of the other characters. Uh, so I gave Hongo like this kind of cold, emotional, di- more distant voice when I was voicing him in that and that's kind of how I read it visually. And uh, that's interesting because maybe there is a little bit of that robotic, mechanical, inhuman aspect to him now that he's just the brain in the jar. And it definitely, you get a, definitely a, a different vibe between the two of them. Like, they, they do have contrasting personalities, and you feel that. I just don't know if, you know, kind of cold, mechanical, detached is the right way to, to characterize Hongo in this. Because he does care, and he, uh, you know, wants Ichimonji to be safe, and he wants to fight Shocker for all the right reasons, all the right things. It's just, I don't know, there's just something in the way it was presented to me. It just felt a little colder, a little different, a little distant, and that's interesting because, um, you know, Hongo was struggling with not being fully human, and now he's barely human. He's barely alive. Like, where is his soul? Where is his heart? He just doesn't have a heart or soul. He just has a brain, and that's kind of weird. Um, but, I, you know, I still think technically the, the soul could be contained within the flesh or whatever, whatever, even if it's a modicum of it, it's like the brain. Um, gosh, I don't know. It's really interesting. I really like this, though. Like, this is a lot of fun. I like... Uh, the dy- the dynamism in the fights, uh, the action's very smooth. We see crazy stuff like Ichimonji. You know, I'm I'm calling this a, the like subtitle of this review is Common Swimmer because he's swimming. Common Rider's swimming through the water, and apparently he can swim in there for like up to two hours because he's got air somehow in his lung system or whatever. You got to look at the cutouts. Um, I believe I'm posting it on the show notes at mgwindows.com for you to see that. But like. It's super cool. He's swimming, and he's, like, using, like, reverse turbo thruster or whatever in order to, like, zoom through the water. And Hongo's like, don't do it too much. You're going to use up all your energy. That's not good. And uh, it's just, it's super cool, all the stuff that Ishimori's doing. Like, I never expected to see Kamen swimming around in the ocean and, like, doing it to such great effect. And I think that's really neat. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And, yeah, so it's, it's interesting because there's, like, there's some depth here. There's some tragedy. But then there's also just, like, cool monster fighting action. And I love all that stuff. And I love the the particular blend of it that Ishinomori serves to us, and uh, I want more, and we're getting more, you know, I'm very happy about there being one more big section of this, and it's really big, so I might take an extra, a little bit of extra time to get it done. Unfortunately, I gotta go. Uh, until next time, folks, take care. This is MJ, signing out. I hope you enjoyed that. Go to mjmunoz.com to leave any questions, comments, or 
other feedback you might have. There you can find all of my analysis, art, and fiction. I cover books, tokusatsu, comic books, anime, and more. Look around. You're sure to find something else that you'll enjoy as well. This has been a Story Over Everything production.